Hey, babes. We want to first of all say thank you for joining us for our big Bong Joon-ho month. This episode is going to round it out with the episode that you have all been asking for. Every single time I've ever brought up that I help run a horror podcast, the question has been, have you covered Parasite yet? What do you think of Parasite? Have you seen it? And so we are so over the moon to finally bring you the episode that you all have been wanting. And we've got our special guest joined via phone because of, you know, hashtag social distancing. Hashtag war times. Exactly. You might have listened to the episode already with Topher, the horror and off for the invitation. So we brought back our amazing friend, Prem Rock, and we're going to talk about Parasite. That's right. Buckle in. Enjoy. Get your Ramdan ready. <laughs> sit down and take a listen to what we thought. Which I was texting with Topher about. That's great. Yeah. This is really cool. A lot of parallels to today. With that yeah, kind of definitely you know, with that that yellow gas or whatever they're trying to like release to kill for sure. Uh, yeah, we quarantine. like we didn't even mean to do that. All right, so yeah, just gotta be nice and loud. Just gotta be nice, <laughs> nice and loud. Project. Nice. Use my use my acting degree. There you go. All right, welcome to horror babes. Yo, what's up, we are guys? Here. We are here with Prem Rock. If you listen to, let's see, what what movie did you guys cover? Uh, that was Horror or Nah. The and invitation. It was invitation. The Invitation. Yeah. That's what it was. Which yeah. I think, which I think I liked better than you did. But, you know. You did. That's all right, though. I don't have to like everything. No. I feel like I get a bad rap as somebody who hates a lot of shit. I love a lot of things. I just, like, am a critic as, like, a career thing right now. So it's my job to, like, you shouldn't enjoy, be an, but like you shouldn't be an easy grade, man. You know it should be tough. Yeah, yeah. I want you to earn that shit. I was the same way when I when I used to teach. I was the same way. Earn that Good. grade. <laughs> All right. So as always, I am Nicole Lee Hood, an actor who lives in New York City. Topher Persian, writer, director, editor, and unemployed bartender. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> a- a- I, I am also an unemployed bartender. Rap. Yeah. Rap, rap guy. And yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Turning into quite a film buff as the quarantine rages on. <laughs> yeah, you're texting me like daily on this shit. Yeah, I <laughs> it's mean, like, it's have like... Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? <laughs> if I only watch two movies a night, that's that's like a, that's light. That's light work. So I'm, I'm really... We're kind of doing... Yeah, we're doing about two a day or we're like mm-hmm. getting through like TV shows and shit. I finally finished Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. excellent. Uh, yeah, but so it, I finished it, everything. Have you moved on to the Showtime one or no? I haven't gotten to the new season yet. That's um, on my list. I, I only saw the first episode. Yeah. It's it's quite an undertaking. But I, but yeah, it's I, well, you haven't seen it either, right? No, I need to re I need to rewatch it because I was telling my sister uh, the only part that I remember is that Audrey just goes batshit, and they basically Dude. like and <laughs> they, they basically just let David Lynch just like run with it. They were like, "You were so successful with like yeah. the first one that they were just like." Show us what you can do now. Like you, you have no parameters, and so yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all I remember. It was a bummer that some of the people died. They weren't able to. Oh, uh, for sure. You know, the the actors, real the real actors died. Obviously, so it's like yeah. And I obviously love the concept of like in the red room in the in the first season when it says I'll see you in what twenty five years is what Laura Palmer says, and then and then twenty five years later we yeah. get the reboot or the yeah, yeah, yeah. the sequel i guess i i, yeah. I don't know that he that was ever like the real plan i think it's kind of just worked out i probably got to a point where he was like you know yeah we're getting close to that 25 <laughs> you know like, 
I can't imagine that the, the plan was a 25 year old plan as weird as Lynch is. No. It seems more, uh, I feel like he doesn't. Yeah. I feel like it's more serendipitous. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're here today. We're going to talk about parasite. It's still Bong Joon Ho month. Sure oh, is. Yeah. yeah. So we're super stoked about this. We've actually been talking about doing this episode for months. That's kind of kicked it off. Honored to be uh, the one you called on. Uh, Prim, I have been waiting to have you on for this since you said, let's do Parasite on the podcast back in what, October? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right after we launched, you were like, yo, Gotta I just Parasite. saw Parasite. <laughs> I want you to go so, come see it with me. And then we just couldn't get it scheduled out to go see it together in theaters. Uh, so I saw it for yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. yesterday. Oh, no yeah. way. That's that's awesome. So super fresh for you guys, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, Feeling very good. fresh. It's funny. Uh, we were talking about Twin Peaks and I we talked about you were talking about on the Snowpiercer episode, Nicole, about mm-hmm. like how the casting felt very Lynchian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same, same casting director. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It just, it felt, it felt very David Lynch to me. So that makes complete sense that yeah. it was the same casting director for Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you guys lead. Where do you want to go with this? Yeah. So I guess. Per usual, a little more structured than horror not. So we're going to start off to just like a plot bash, just kind of like talk about some plot moments. I think plot is important here. Yeah. Uh, especially because this is like the full like review section. So we're always going to talk about plot. Yeah. I think what we're going to do on top of that is go in. Uh, Nicole, I know you had some things I w- you want to talk about. I like really wanted yeah. to go into the technical aspects of this. Just like there's so many cool ones in this. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to talk about the different, you know, cultural aspects and also what this movie kind of created in Seoul itself after it came out. I mean, obviously it's huge in the US, um, but it's even bigger, obviously, in Korea. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about the subtitles and the translations and just like, you know, the cultural aspect of the whole movie and his his discussion of class, which he does in almost all of his movies. Oh, yeah. And of course, obviously, in this one, it's a huge one. And he discusses some really important issues. Yeah, I'd say after Snowpiercer, this is his most obviously class focused. Like Snowpiercer is just like literal, so literal in it because it's about a train where you buy, you have like classed out tickets. Uh, So it's a little on the nose, but that's also from the original uh, text. And this is this is a this isn't an adaptation. This isn't a treatment. This is his own script from top to bottom. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So should we dive right in? Let's go yeah. go straight to how does this movie start? Well, uh, first I want to just like oh, shout yeah. the names out. So yeah, obviously directed Name by yeah. <laughs> so directed by Bong Joon Ho, our mm-hmm. Lord and Master. Now mm-hmm. I think I think we've just fully converted to that church. Yep. <laughs> uh, so not a bad place to be. Hey, I like it. Yeah. So the story, obviously written by Bong Joon Ho as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Screenplay by him and Han Jin Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our favorite actor back again, Song Kang Ho. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so he, good. He's from the host and from Snowpiercer, yeah? Is he in all three? Yeah, yeah. and uh and our Antar- Antarctic Journal. Wang yeah. Jin Ho month is also Song Kang Ho month, so <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Uh, he's 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 awesome. He's so good. He's so incredible. He's my new favorite actor. For yeah. sure. And then Lee Sun Kyun, Cho Yo Jung, Choi Woo Shik, Park So Dum, Lee Jong un and Jong Hye Jin. So it's mm-hmm. not like a big, big cast. We've no. got like four and four and then one interloper, basically. Yeah. Um, so we have the two families, the Kims and the Parks. And then the housekeeper is like the center of all of it, who's like the unifier between the classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So we really start off. Oh, sorry. Uh, music from Jung Jae-il again. 
cinematography from Hong Kyung Pyo, who we also saw in Snowpiercer, who also did The Wailing, which is one of my absolute favorite South Korean horror movies. The Wailing. And then, yeah, yeah, real good. Real long, watch, real good. Where can I watch that? I think it's still on Hulu. I'll have to check on where it's at on right Hulu? now. Uh, right. Back, yeah, back when I watched on Hulu, I think it's on Shutter and maybe Hulu. But it's cool. it's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. It's just cool. long as shit. <laughs> like three hours, uh, two and a half. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, it's like I think it's one fifty six. There, yeah. thereabouts. Yeah, and then editing from Young Jin Mo, who again, an incredible editor. We're gonna talk about him more later. So the last couple things, this movie fucking broke the U.S. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe the amount of Twitter fights that we all got into over this. I mean, in supporting it, it, it for like every Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I had a very unique experience that I should mention as how I, how I saw it. Well, you guys know this person, but we don't know if anyone at home will. Uh, Iggy, he, he texted yeah, me. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, what are you doing? Do you want to go see this movie? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, what is a movie? He's like, it's sold out, man. It's like the opening weekend. And, and basically, he's just like, let me know now or I'm going <laughs> to sell this ticket. And it was opening weekend down on, uh, on West 4th at the, uh, was it? Oh, IFC? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah, get yeah, there. Theater, yeah. Yeah, we got, I get there and it's like, I, don't, I still don't know what it is. I still don't know what the movie is, which is like a super, <laughs> u- it's a super unique situation to be in, which I'm really happy that happened this way. And I get there yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, how is this movie that it's sold out? You can't be more sold out than sold out. But it's like, it, it is like mobbed with people and me and Iggy wow. can't even sit. We can't even sit together. So that's how, yeah, yeah. So we all, you know, we get our seats and, and, and I don't even know, I can't even figure out what genre it is. I think it's just going to be comedy, you know, like I don't know anything. Right. Yeah. Didn't even, didn't even know it was Korean, which is crazy. <laughs> but, I re- but I really just didn't. Just walking into this movie and he's like, oh shit, that's not English. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's just like, he's like, you know, obviously you figure that out very quickly. But he, uh, you know, he was just like, you got to see it. It's like, it's it's getting rave reviews. And, you know, Iggy's an art, artsy dude. He's really, uh, every time he hits oh, me up, sure, it's, yeah. it's, it's to do something cool. Like, oh, there's yeah, this pop-up, uh, whatever, down, you know, he, he he's he's in the know. Um, and, mm, you know, my mind was thoroughly blown. It was great. It was a great experience. Yeah. Go for oh, yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Like I said earlier, we got, um, we got the Kim family featuring, yeah, Song Kang-ho as the dad. We've got all the other actors as the, as the kids and the wife. Um, we see that they are about as broke as broke gets. Um, they are, they are the, they are the definition <laughs> of impo- impoverished. You could, you, you see that quickly. Yeah. So we are, uh, looking at. A very poor family living in a semi-basement apartment. We call it garden level here, but um, they call it su- sub, uh, yeah. What was the name of it? it semi basement. Semi basement. Yeah. Bungie, yeah. Yeah. yeah Bungie yeah. high semi basements. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got these like weird. They're like working as like pizza box folders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is already just like really kind of like it's dope. It's, it's, it's good... again like Bong Joon Ho just being like, yeah, this is like such a ridiculous thing to even be paid for but yeah i guess that job has to exist right yeah it's <laughs> gotta exist and, and you got this uh, this uneasy alliance with the pizza place and you're like well do you want them <laughs> yeah. done or not yeah. you know yeah. it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> funny yeah key tyke that's uh, uh song king ho the dad he i love that scene of him just like watching the video of the lady folding these pizza boxes like mad like so yeah. fast yeah. yeah and then we find out that a quarter of them are fucked up yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're supposed uh, to like assume it's him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should say, yeah. Uh, father is Ki Taik, mother Chung Suk, daughter Ki Jung, and son Ki Woo. And the story really follows Ki Woo. 
Mm-hmm. I'd say he's really our main character here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I may have missed. So he, you froze for a second, but uh, yeah. So he's meeting his buddy, who's like right. about to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. So uh, his buddy Min is a university kid, very hot too, sexy man. Uh, yeah, sexy yeah. Man. He, 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 like, he's, there's a big contrast. It's a pretty big contrast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he's like he's very suave. He seems uh, worldly. And he's, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, he's on the, he's on the move. Like he's like, he's out of yeah. here. So, you know, so he said, yeah, he's heading off to go study abroad. So he's like, all right, Key, we'll just take over my job as this English tutor for this rich family uh, yeah. and make sure that these drunk frat boy college kids don't steal. What's her name? And she's how old again? She's a sophomore in high school. She's, she's like 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah. I'd say like, yeah. 15, 16, maybe. Yeah. Okay. More um, closer to 16. Okay. Trying yeah, to, I'm trying like, to figure out. because like I started, I started driving in high school, so that's 16, right? So like, how how weird do I? How <laughs> weird am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah, dynamic? I definitely yeah. felt off about it. I don't know, like, I don't want to get into like age of consent laws and shit like that because that just feels creepy. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. definitely there's, was. There's something to that for sure. Yeah, I think there's like there's I think there's just a lot of good jokes there of like okay well Kiwu is like doing the exact same thing that is going to end up doing the exact same thing that Min didn't want all these other yeah. guys to do and in fact that Min was doing himself yeah um, but he's but he's a safe option because he's 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 bookwormish he's he's yeah. meek so he thinks yeah. his exactly. friend thinks him he's safe so yeah yeah so Kiwu gets his sister Ki Jung to forge him a diploma from Yonsei mm-hmm. University major university in uh, South Korea he goes and meets Mrs. Park, who is just fucking flat out asleep on her mm. uh, back in like her backyard. Oh, yeah. We're to think, now this is is this uh, uh, prescription pills? We think, or is she I just? Getting, or like, she just white wine vibe? Yeah, pills and white wine, like typical housewife has to stay home all day with two kids that don't yeah. want anything to do with her, sort of thing. Right, that's, like for that's, sure. That's what I got. Cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. He goes over, just fucking nails this interview. He's so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does the really cool thing with measuring Dahye. So, uh, or Dahye. So Dahye's, he like measures her pulse and is like, look, this is how you're going to fail your exams because we know he failed all of his exams too. So he doesn't have the vigor is the word he yeah. keeps using mm-hmm. yeah, to yeah. get through it. So super impresses Miss Park, blows some serious smoke up her ass about the son, Da Sang's art. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah gets his sister on as his friend's or his cousin's friend from school that he's never met. Yeah. Who's yeah. a brilliant yeah. artist and art therapist. Uh, so Ki Jung becomes Jessica mm-hmm. uh, and Ki Woo becomes Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we've got the parks slowly being infiltrated by the Kims piece yeah. by piece. We meet Mr. Park, Nathan Park, the, uh, the great like tech industry giant. Yep. Yep. So we've got yeah, we've got the four characters all introduced. And how do we feel? Yeah. How do you feel about him? Is he, I is he like that bad? Him, of, he's not a bad guy. No, he seems like, like a decent dad. He seems like an okay husband. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's fine. You know, he's got his he's got his hangups, but it's uh, he's not not it, till the end. I don't like him at the end. I don't mind him through, but I think you follow uh, Kitaik's sort of journey with with Mr. Park. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah. a typical. I honestly think he's a typical rich guy. He's a little bit ignorant to the um, the struggles, yeah. the struggles, which sure. I think kind of put obviously sheds a light on him towards the end of the film and everything. But yeah, we're introduced to him. We're like, yeah, he seems like a solid husband, father. It's like yeah, we're, we're on his side so far. Yeah, you wanna. Yeah, it's weird because I I think that obviously 
everything Bong does is, is intentional. So I think he does show the duality where it's like, yeah. this guy isn't really a bad dude. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in yeah. the scheme yeah. of things, he takes more than he needs and he's part of the societal structure. But, like, to make him, like, an ogre would be, like, an easy way out, right? And, and Yeah, then, I think yeah. that's – I think, yeah – yeah. I think going like what was it in the Muppets? Tex Richmond. That's who Chris uh, Chris Cooper played Tex in the Richmond. Muppets movie. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a villain. Tex he's Richmond, like, huh? Yeah, he's like this cartoonishly evil oil magnate who wants to tear down Muppet Studios to get the oil underneath it. <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah, I think we do. If we do that, then we're going to be like a little uh, too on the nose. That's not as subtle as. Mr. Bong likes to be. He likes to make you think. He likes to make you conflicted about characters for sure. And yeah, yeah, I think if he went too on the nose, we would just be like, oh yeah, fuck this guy. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Ki Jung comes up with a plan to get the driver fired so that uh, by putting her panties underneath the, uh, I hate that word, Uh, (laughs) by putting her her underwear underneath the seat so that Mr. Park will find it. Yeah. And leading him to, Suspect, young, questionable yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the driver yoon is like oh yeah he's just like fucking around in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that his whole speech and that is great too i mean everybody killed the acting in this i don't think there was a weak link on the acting at all no it was, it was it was great the mom too and well we haven't gotten yeah. to it yet but we're getting to it yeah uh so mr kim takes over as the driver poses himself as this guy who's been driving for like 30 years, super executive. He doesn't like the touch screen in the bins. So he turns it off and just like, is like, I know all of soul. by Yeah. Street. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is that old school, like a uh, yellow cab or black cab driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you got, where, where the tests are, you have to know the city, right? Like they're not exactly. Yeah. You're, you're tested on your knowledge and not anything else. Finally, uh, we get the final plan, which is super dangerous is that the housekeeper is like, in there she's got her claws in this place but they find out she's got a peach allergy so she predates even the couple that's right so we should say the house was owned yeah she was there um when the architect of the place lived there and she i mean they they even i think literally one of the lines is like well she's survived an ownership change like how how the fuck are we gonna get her out of here And it's um, the the daughter who is being tutored for um, English is the one who says, oh, I really just want peaches. And that's how they find out. (laughs) And he's like, why can't you have peaches? And that's how they find out that she's like deathly allergic to them. Wait, how does she bring up peaches? She does that randomly. She so I think the housekeeper brings like you know a plate of like melon and right, some other things, right, 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 right. and she's just like, oh, I really just love peaches, and that's how like the whole conversation gotcha yeah starts. Okay. okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so they're like sitting there and like shaving peach fuzz into like pin caps and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's it's quite a it's quite a ruse, man. It's it it's good. Yeah. It's a full on yeah. like Ocean's Eleven type heist for feel sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then the hot sauce packet. <laughs> into the into the tissue super fucked up on tv he, he got, <laughs> he's it. like he's like now if you can do this this is yeah. icing on the cake right here yeah yeah yes. this is gonna sell it <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the clincher yeah. uh yeah so they um finally get the housekeeper out because they convince mrs park that she has tb tuberculosis. fucking tb as yeah. if it's like 1938 yeah <laughs> I yeah, mean, they say like how naive she is, Mrs. Right. Um, Park. But like, I have worked for plenty of rich families, and what it is is that when you have that much money, 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, it seems I've never had that much money, but <laughs> it seems that they are way less paranoid because they can always buy themselves out of a situation. Like think yeah, about if you yeah. were resting on that much cash, you're not going to be you're not going to be as paranoid. Like I'm I would be paranoid about you know anything like how much money am I going to owe the government this like year or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People just like they're very trusting because they're like, well, we can just buy ourselves out of any situation. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like the dad is less trusting, but he can mm-hmm. be led yeah. into whatever makes things more convenient. He can be swayed, you know. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they have a couple conversations. He and Mrs. Park talk about firing the driver. Like, yeah. well, don't bring up the, don't bring up the underwear. Yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. discreet, which is also another very rich thing to do. Like, just find another reason yeah, to yeah. discreetly fire this person. Circumvent. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're never yeah. fired for the – you're never told the reason you're actually fired for by a rich yes. person. Exactly. What we end up with is now Chung Sook, the Kim family mother, is in as the new housekeeper. So the parks are so stoked. It's Da Song's birthday. They're going to take him out camping – because yep. he loves camping and he loves Native Americans. Great little, uh, a, uh, great, great little piece of uh, uh, when I when I rewatched it, I noticed is when he Da Song is is the first one to smell both of them. Yes, and to be like, yeah, and I saw that. Yeah, you smell the same, and it's yeah. that scene, and and also it's like right before she grabs his ass, like, and they're, they're supposed to not yeah, to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great little, great little, uh, <laughs> I loved that part. I thought it was great. so cute. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good. And then Dustin was like, "You, they smell the same." And the, the parents are just like, "Yeah, whatever." And then they're like, "Should we use different soap? Like, what are we gonna do?" Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's such a kid thing to notice too. It's like totally smells, cool. your sense yeah. of smell is so heightened. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. You were saying. Uh, they, oh yeah, camping, yeah, yeah. Camping trip. So all of the Kims decide that they're just gonna like kind of live the highlight for a sec. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. Partied up in the park house. Moon Guang, that was the housekeeper before, just shows up in the middle of the night looking like a crazy person. She looks like uh, fucking Annie Wilkes. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 one, it's one of those situations where it's like, there's no there's no scenario where letting this person in is going to be good for you guys. There's just no yeah, no. And, I was yeah. watching that and she's like, man, this is Kathy Bates vibes. Yeah, it's like it is highly telegraphed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is where we they do let her in and. <laughs> It's just like, what the fuck? She uh, reveals that there is an underground bunker where yeah. her husband, Gunsai, has been living for years. And this oh, man yeah. is insane. Like, oh, totally right off crazy. the top. He's literally drinking milk from, like, a bottle that she brought him. And I'm yeah, like, baby bottle. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really like an overwhelming uh, reveal because you're like, fuck, what is she doing? What's in the basement? Then you see it. Yeah. First of all, you're like, "What is she doing?" You don't even know what she's doing. She's like up against a wall, like a yeah, like a, yeah. Like a, a rat <laughs> I don't even know. And then you get down there, and you're like, "Is this is this a real man? Is he a child? Like man, baby? Like what's going on with right. this guy?" And then you yeah. you know you find you find out quickly that you know he's uh he's in debt to people that you can't be in debt to, so he has to that's ride. right. Yeah. But he was he's reverted yeah. to some strange. Yeah, like mole man baby. Yeah, yeah, mo- it's mo- really weird. <laughs> a mole man baby. That's that's pretty much exactly what he is, and and, and it it takes a second, but then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, the we get this this full on monsoon coming down while the uh, Moonguang and Gunsai start a fight with the Kims. So we have this fight that like ranges from the 
basement all the way up to the top. Yeah. Well, real quick, there's uh, well, there's one yeah. ins- one instance I want to talk about that happens in there because yeah. uh, she uh, is pleading, you know, with right, uh, right, Mrs. Park to be like, you know, sis, sis, right? Keep calling her yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like trying to establish the the rapport. It's like we are fucking the same, you know. We're the same. Yeah, we're in the same struggle. But Mrs. Park, with that taste of the 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 high life, she can't. She can't recognize it. You know, she can't. It's, it, I thought it was just an interesting commentary on class because it's like you have right. all but one day as a as a rich person and you, you can't do the bare minimum and help this lady. Yeah, uh, you can't be a homie. Yeah. You can't be a homie. And then, boom, the tables turned really fast. So, so exactly, fast. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we should have mentioned up top because uh, it was in the beginning, but there was the the scholar's rock that's supposed to bring the material wealth. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that does come back in soon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, Mrs. Kim and uh, Mungwak are talking to each other, and she's pleading, as like you said, and it turns out the whole family has decided to, like, because they're drunk as shit. They're classy. So they're a hiding on the stairwell trying to listen. Bit of a slapstick moment where they all yeah very much so they all fall yeah (laughs) and they just pile out and hurt themselves and the former housekeeper sees this she's like wait a second what the fuck's going on here and she puts it it together pretty fast she puts it together quickly yeah well i guess she hears him say like dad yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's then, like, "Oh, fuck me!" Well, and, well, and she catches all of that on her on her phone. Yeah, she, she records everything. Catches him saying "dad" because when they replay it back, it's like, "Oh, that's the moment where it's like, yeah." And there's that funny right moment now. where, yeah, the funny moment where Kitaik is like, "Oh, you can't send it. There's no reception in basements." And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just used to their phones not working because they can't pay their bills. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. he decided that it's basements, not his lack of payment, <laughs> that's making yeah, their phones yeah. not work. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, yeah, Kijong's just like, nah, bro, I got full bars. <laughs> yeah, busted. I, was like, I thought that was a good joke. I just like started busting out laughing during so much of this. So yeah. that's when they take them upstairs and they make them hold their arms up, which I've, like, I've been doing a lot of Pilates lately. <laughs> And holding my arms up for that long is just miserable, and I can't yeah, imagine. It's how brutal. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like, <laughs> she was, she, she was, yeah, yeah. Arms she, was rel- she was relishing the torture. I mean, that was she really was. Yeah, she got into it for sure. But they're hanging out, and they're like, "Oh, look, yeah, we uh, I remember on nice days when they would leave. You would we would come up here and sit and stare at the yard like it was ours. Exactly what the Kims were doing before that. So then the big fight breaks out. They finally the the Kims overpower. The basement people. It's a big fight for the <laughs> phone. Like they just yeah. run and charge and the phone knocks out of her hand and then it's just this big scramble. They've scramble. shattered glasses everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and they get the peaches. The peaches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, they use the peaches. They're just like rubbing the peaches in her face. <laughs> I mean, that is like brutal, man. I mean, that's, yeah, fucking that's going in. That's like trying to kill somebody right there. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like anaphylactic shocks. No joke. No. Yeah. yeah. Very crazy scene. Yeah, very, uh, no, just ludicrous. Energy. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. The whole the whole thing. Is... Yeah. Finally, so the a call comes through, and it's the parks saying, "Well, the rainstorm washed us out of camping, so we're going to be home in uh, eight minutes." <laughs> yeah. Do you know how Unbelievable. to make rom com? Uh, yeah. 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 And she's no like, way that they're going to get it all. Yeah. No. There's no no way they're going to get it all cleaned up and so, yeah we get that classic uh post party like uh any like high school party movie which yeah. i okay 
So one of my favorite authors, T. Kira Madden, she wrote um, a memoir recently that did really well. Um, she posted on Twitter. She was like, okay, give me like your um, like typical movie scenes that are like your shit. Like an example would be yeah. like a makeover scene or whatever, or like a shopping yeah. montage. The yeah. after cleanup is one of mine. <laughs> so you, you, you like uh, you, you like fixing the damage in time with you know like, yeah, yeah I love like the countdown like where it's like the yeah. last second and they're like opening the door and it's like the last like sweep of the coffee table yeah. and then you just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's one of and my then, like yeah. favorite movie scenes ever yeah I always imagine to be in a, no I was gonna say I, I used to have parties in high school and uh, one time I cleaned up the whole, th- it was a, a massive party, cleaned up everything, everything. And like beautifully and mopping to the whole point. And then I'm, I'm leaving the house. I'm like, Oh, welcome home. You know, mom and dad. And then my dad goes, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, what? And he goes, it takes me outside. And I cleaned up absolutely everything except for one beer can. Someone had left like on the no. front porch. So visibly uh, to the, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. I always just imagine that scene playing out to the the music from the chase scene in Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. when he's like sprinting yeah. to Chicago suburbs. That's the yeah. music that played that like wada 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 wada. Yeah, that that bit is always a place in my head. No matter what the cleanup scene is, that's the music for me. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I also like when you, when someone has to get good at something fast. That's always yeah. a good yeah. scene. It's like, well, you know, we're gonna we got to get ready for the big whatever. Uh, and the person doesn't have any skills, and then you're like, "Oh man, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be all right." Um, so yeah, I like that. I like the cleanup. That's a good. That is definitely a good trope. And, yeah, and their cleanup is messy montage. though, man. Yeah, they it's have, wild. <laughs> yeah. They don't. They don't have enough time to do nearly what they need to do. And no. cook something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So the Kims hide. We've got one under a table, two in the basement. Mm-hmm. Or no, one in the basement, one at the table, and one under the bed. Oh, yep. right. So Kim is under Dahye's bed. Kijung is under the table. Yeah, the diary. The diary that he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. Kim's in the basement, tucking away Gunsai and uh, Nguang. And Chung Suk has to cook this meal. So <laughs> <laughs> Nguang gets free, tries to come up the top of the stairs as the Park family's coming in. And yep. we just see Miss Kim just like foot tap her back. Oh my so god! Casually. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> so brutal. bad. That head yeah. smack into the fucking wall. Oof. Really, really rough. Really rough. But hey, uh, I mean, yeah. It was gonna, so it was gonna got, hit the fan if it's not, you know. Yep. So we've got Gunsai uh, duct taped to a pipe in the basement, tied up. Wong tied up with all these cables and shit. And we've got Kit, Mr. Kim, and Gunsai down there in the basement he's like what the fuck is all of this and he's like oh these are the lights i do it every day when mr park gets home and he yeah. like praises like we learned that he's like turned uh mr park into a god he's got all these like clippings and like magazine cutouts of him on his it's wall crazy. kind of mirroring yeah. the art upstairs that's on the front wall this mole yeah. man baby yes mole this man mole baby, man, baby. <laughs> he's, he's a resourceful mole man baby i mean he like, is, yeah. he learned he's not he's got morse code <laughs> He's like, you're Morse an old timer. You should yeah. know Morse code. He's got Morse code figured out. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he, he seems to pass the time as well yeah. as can be down there. So, I mean, that's the situation we're all in now. I'm going to learn Morse code. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah, it cannot hurt. It cannot Stupid hurt. high-powered laser pointer here that should not be allowed to be in the hands of anyone under the yeah. age of 85. So, <laughs> so more scope to the raccoons in Central yeah. Park. <laughs> so the parks are home. The Kims are trying to find a way out. This storm is just raging. And as they're all about to escape, the fucking kid runs downstairs and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to go camp in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, so the, that eccentric, uh, eccentric child, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the park parents decide to sleep on the couch together. Right. And end up fooling around with each other while the <laughs> Kims are stuck at the table having to listen to this. It, it, into some weird stuff. Uh, now, yeah. They, they talk about drugs and... Yes. And panties and and, and, right. and stuff like that get get involved. Now, I I guess I didn't really like think of think of that too deeply at the time, but like now that I'm thinking about it, or like maybe I heard something else from someone else too. But it's like, are they like cosplaying? Like, are they are they referencing her maybe drug problem or her party past, or are they like cosplaying as like poor degenerate people? Or something. I'm I think really it's sure. a cosplay thing. I think it's a cosplay yeah. thing. I think it's like, oh, treat me like a dirty little whatever. Yeah, trash, like, let's like, get trashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's. I think it's definitely like poor cosplay. That's yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I how I read that. Because yeah, it would seem too significant to to like just be nothing. Like it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's something. Yeah. It's funny, Nicole. You were talking about like how are they getting turned on so fast? It's like, man, it's those so pajamas. I think they do something different to you. That shit hits different. <laughs> <laughs> His hand wasn't even in there, and she's like full on about to like have an orgasm. She's losing it. She's losing yeah. yeah. like, What are those pajamas, and where can I get some? Those are rich. Those are rich people pajamas, all right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I think they just got the vibrator built into them, you know? Like, yeah, like what's like going that. on? That you're, Trojan you're fire just, and ice in there. You're stimulated, <laughs> you're just stimulated by wearing them. And, and yeah, right? yeah. I think they just make you like 100% hornier already. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, welcome yeah, to Horror Babes, where we don't not talk about sex every episode. I mean, come uh, on. <laughs> it's a huge part of movies. Come on. Yeah. It is. It is. We're just, you know, we're commenting yeah. on a scene. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And, this whole, and this whole time, they're, they're merely feet away. Exactly. Underneath. Right yeah. under the table, listening to Mrs. Sparks' water panel. Also, <laughs> also commentary <laughs> about how how oblivious rich people are too, right? It's like these exactly. people are oh, totally. Like, they, so they know oblivious. Smell. It's like, oh, he smells like old rags. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Could you inspect fuck. further if you smelled something yeah. like? Yeah, you know? if I smelled something off that smelled like the driver of my car, I'd be like, okay, like is he under the table? But again, I think it's back to what Nicole's saying. Like they're just not paranoid because they can yeah, buy their way out of problems. It's the lack of paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Is. Nothing could happen to them. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. Oh, also should be noted that Mungguang cut the the security camera cable yes, when yes. she came in. Right, right. Yep. Uh, that is so yeah. an important detail. Mm-hmm. So mirroring the flood in Mrs. Park's pants, we now have a flood happening outside. <laughs> I won't stop. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. As they finally fall asleep, the Kims escape yeah. from the table and make a mad dash back to their place, only to find that it's completely flooded. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just comically destroyed. Yeah, and it's funny that I thought. Yeah, but it is comically destroyed. Cosmic, comic, cosmically, comically. There you go. Yeah. So, Mr. Kim is like, I I love this line from me. He's like, 
oh, were the windows shut? Make sure the windows are shut, as if that would have done shit. Right? <laughs> it would have done nothing. I've lived below and, uh, ground. I, a couple scenes I love in that in that whole part is uh, the cigarette, obviously. Oh, the cigarette is fantastic. Yeah. Because it's just, like, utterly hopeless, disgusting, yeah. like, beyond, and, and might as well have a fucking cigarette, you know? Yeah, there's Try little to, shit pumping out. You're sitting on top of a toilet. She's sitting on top To make of sure it, shit yeah. doesn't come out of the toilet. And there's all, there's, like, all that play there. Like, yeah. all the, yeah. uh, I guess, physical irony of that. But like I've been in a place that's flooded. I've lived underground. Yeah. As have you. Your your place is a garden level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so like I know what that's like. Like I was, I lived through the floods in Boulder when they happened. It was right after I moved. It was a month after I moved there. There's these massive, massive floods that happened in 2013. Yeah. And I was so so happy. I lived in the second floor apartment. Oh yeah. I mean, I lived in Nashville before too. Nashville's all a floodplain, and so shit floods all the fucking time. You don't have much of an option, man. You're, you know, you're yeah. kind of stuck. I- interesting other tidbit is the stone that was a yes. gift mm-hmm. is floating. Yeah. What stone do you know that floats, right? The answer is a hollow stone that isn't made yeah. out of rock. Yes. So Also Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she floats in water, but Roger Stone does not. No, 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 no definitely not. It's my plan anyway, yeah. to make sure he doesn't. <laughs> so that I think that was a... Uh, uh, yeah, commentary. I thought that was, that was a really cool. That's a cool. That's a cool note because yeah, it's the uh, the hollow promise, I guess, of material yep. wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, upwards yep. mobility. Bong Joon Ho, man. Fucking clever yeah. dude. Yeah. Dude. Just throws that. In. Doesn't even comment on it. Just it's a just it's a one second it shot at most. It's only a yeah. few frames before. Well, then it's interesting because well yeah we'll continue on the plot and yeah, then yeah. I'll, uh, so they spend the night in the gym. Turns out that uh, Kitaik is like kind of just a full on fucking nihilist. Yeah. yeah, he has that whole like nihilistic like monologue where it's like nothing matters, nothing yeah. fucking matters, and like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. Plans don't do anything. If you have no plan, nothing can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live your life with like, that chaotic just... energy, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, we've got the surprise party, the song the next day. Yeah, or the so song the next called... day. They're all essentially called back to the house. Yeah, exactly. So Mr. Kim is going to play the part of a Native American raider with Mr. Park, who's going to attack, yep. quote unquote, attack Kisung slash Jessica to have Dasong come out and be the hero. Yeah. And they've, Mrs. Park is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some like therapy with this where he's going to we always celebrate his birthdays away because of that. Uh, the time he saw a ghost, which was actually just Gunsai. And he had like, yep. he had a, a seizure. Um, yeah. He had a seizure because he was in shock. So yeah. they don't want him to have another seizure. So they're trying to do a little uh, art therapy with him by putting on this lavish garden party mm-hmm. uh, with the same cake that he had was eating on the floor when he was, when he had his first seizure and have Jessica, his favorite person deliver it to him. And Ki Wu slash Kevin is there making out with Dahye. <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's, in, he's in the house uh, right. I noticed I noticed something yeah. I noticed something uh, when sorry Mr. Kim's driving her to the store that's right uh, and she says she's on the phone and she goes oh bless this rain what a blessing and they yeah. lost their whole home and everything the night before it's yeah. like another parallel of how they yeah. have no idea what's going on yeah, it's so, yeah. funny because our focus actually shifts yeah. from Kiwu to Kitaik here. Uh, we yeah. kind of switch who we're following, who the story's following. Because it's following the whole family, uh, it's definitely an ensemble cast, but 
the first half of the movie, Kiwu's the protagonist, I think. And then uh-huh. he stays that way, but he kind of kicks back into a backseat role for a sec to this whole party sequence. Because we see yeah. Kitai getting like grumpier and grumpier and sadder and sadder about how these people really feel about him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at first he was like, bless the parks. They're wonderful people. It would, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have this money. Yep. Uh, we would not have this material wealth. But then he's feel, he sees how they really feel about him, that he's a smelly old man who almost yep. always crosses the line but never dies. He always walks right up to it. Yeah. And he, he gets close. Yeah, and the straws just keep building up on his back because we have uh, Mrs. Park sniffing and holding her finger up to her nose and rolling down the window, and that definitely, like, that's hurt. that hurts, man. Yeah. 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 I've been stinky yeah. broke. And yeah. you notice uh, when people yeah. are like, unhappy with how you smell yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my water was turned off man i can't shower <laughs> and he just he was just a cataclysmic event happened to his house and yeah what are you gonna do? he had yeah. to wade through shit water to get the few belongings they could get yeah love that he rescues yeah. his wife uh hammer toss metal oh yeah that was cool. uh, yeah 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 so in the meantime kiwu has gone down to the basement to try and take care of gunsai and moonguang has died we assume she had a pretty nasty head wound, and yeah, was, we were I, we were to assume she was dead. I think from, but then she yeah. whispers the name, yeah, uh, to Mole Man Baby. So Mole Man Baby escapes because she rips up off his duct tape with her teeth, and he just like hulks out of that shit mm-hmm. and yep, yep. just beats the shit out of Kiwu. I thought he was dead. Yeah, I was like, he's yeah, gone. I couldn't believe well, he was alive. Yeah, <laughs> Go, going back to that. Um, if we were to believe that that rock wasn't a solid rock, then mm-hmm. that does kind of mimi- minimize what happened to him. Yeah, at the same damage. time, it looked it, it looked awful. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of blood on the floor. I mean, head wounds bleed a lot. I know that, but like <laughs> uh, opti- optically, it looked like he was dead. You know, so for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Gunsai has escaped. He grabs a knife, uh, and just runs outside and gets Jessica uh, Kijong right in the heart. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was a that was a death stab. No, he did not miss. Yeah, <laughs> he was not he messing around. And yeah, yeah. Well, because so, Jesus Christ, that kid, that right? Poor kid. I mean, yeah, yeah. poor kid. He's gonna be so fucked. Up. <laughs> he's never. He, he's, he's never getting better. <laughs> no, he's he's not. He's literally like a interesting, eccentric, artsy kid who's just been through fuck time. For, yeah, uh, you for, can't, you, yeah. Can't buy your way out of that trauma. No, 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 no. <laughs> not that, not that type of trauma. So, sure. nah, that, that's rough. So, yeah, we so, get uh, Mr. Kim just straight up attacks, as does Mrs. Kim. The two Kim parents attack uh, Gunsai, yep, uh, who finally gets stabbed in the side with a big old barbecue spit. <laughs> yep. And Mr. Park is trying to get his son to the hospital because they mentioned that you've only got fifteen minutes to save the kid. Yeah. In the seizure moment. So he's like, you need to drive us to the hospital. Who fucked that girl on the ground? Who cares about her? And that's yeah, when he exactly. snaps and stabs mm-hmm. Mr. Parks. Gets in the same wound that his daughter's dying of. Well, 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 the final the final straw that he actually stabs him is when uh, Mr. Park can't stand the smell of moment. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So when he yeah. when he does it, I think he might have done it already, but maybe not. That's, and then he he he, yeah. he, he literally <laughs> can't stand it. He's like, ah. To get the keys. Yeah. And, yeah. He's wasting he, time on his own child's clock. And then it can't. all just it all triggers. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And you know what? I kind of agree with Keith here. Yeah. 
I mean, this is the point where I'm just like, nah, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's a it's a bit of a leap, but you understand it too. Like, yeah. It's not, yeah. Uh, it's obviously an ex- a super extreme act, but you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. If this is the way it has been your whole life, and you work hard, and you're you're a good man, and 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 boom, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kitag escapes. Ki Jung dies. Ki Woo has brain surgery, and he and his mother Chung Sook are uh, convicted of fraud, and they're put on probation. Yep. Gunsai. No one knows why Gunsai attacked her and started this whole mm-hmm. killing rampage. And we see Ki Woo climb up to a hill in the middle of winter, and he's overlooking the park house because he wa- he's obsessed with it now. He wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. it gets this letter from his father in Morse code. Which, damn, that's a lot to type in Morse code. It was like three pages. Yeah, when he yeah. wrote it out, <laughs> it's a full three-minute yeah. monologue. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, are, are we are we definitely to believe that he got it, or that he received it, or so, he said he would he, he would broadcast it every night? And yes, in the hopes yeah. that he'd read it. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, we are. I guess we are. To, we are to believe that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, so Kiwu definitely gets the message, mm-hmm. and he writes a letter to Kitaik, but obviously the man never gets it. But it's his like solemn vow uh, as they, as he and his mother live in this old apartment that he's going to come and free his father. And as we see this vision of a grown up and wealthy Kiwu, he go into the house and buy it and release his father to the public or to the daylight once more. Uh, yeah. It falls back down into that basement as he sits there and finishes writing his own letter. And yep, that's yep. the end of the movie. Wild Ride, great film. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute favorites. This might be my new favorite Bong Joon-ho. It's yeah. great. It's, it's <clears throat> worth, it was worth all the Oscars. It was yeah, worth deserved a few the, more. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was really waiting for, I was waiting for the blowback, you know. Initially, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the first two months, it was kind of like a, a hip thing to have seen. And then for obviously... Sure. Oscar season comes around, it's going to change a lot of that. I was pretty surprised it won um, as much as it yeah. did, just because how stuffy and dumb and, you know. The yeah, I mean, they gave it to Green Book last year, exactly. which was a garbage yeah. movie. Yeah. I still, I still haven't even seen that. So it's I, not worth your time. Herschel is always doing a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my guy, you know, but I, I didn't need to, I didn't need another one of those. Yeah. Yeah, just go watch The Wire again. I think that's a better use of resources. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I I was super super impressed. Um, I had seen Snowpiercer before, but I right. hadn't seen anything else by him, so uh, made me anxious to check out more stuff. So I saw the host. Yeah, uh, Memories of a Murder was the only one I had seen. Did he do that Mother too? Of, he did do Mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is on my uh, list to see, but I'd seen Memories of Murder and Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was a lot of like the people in his circle had done. So I had seen more of his like friends' films than his. Gotcha, gotcha. I was lucky enough to keep myself unspoiled for this movie uh, until yesterday. I mean, I knew I know who Bong Joon Ho is, and like I'd seen his work before. Yeah, and I knew that it was in the vague like black comedy horror thriller genre, yeah. which he does yeah. so well. Yeah, he, he, he that's like yeah, he's yeah. known for genre mixing. Oh yeah. What he I, I knew that it was gonna be like about class and everything like that. But that's that's literally all I had going in. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh which I was really I felt really fortunate to get this deep into the run of this movie and not find out anything well, about it. It's 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 a bit of a difficult uh movie to spoil for people, right? Like that's you facts, can't really yeah. like drop the, the bomb. There's not like like there's certain movies where uh, this is totally off brand, but once upon a time in Hollywood 
I was like ruined in 30 seconds. Someone's like, oh yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going to spoil it for here. But they told me the fucking plot twist at the end. Every last bit of it. Yeah. 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 And I was I like, and it, all, all, it, all it was was seriously 10 seconds of information that ruined my, my, that whole movie for me. Yeah. So you it's can't do that. Just to shut the fuck up if you want to tell me about a movie I'm trying to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, would exactly. take, it would take watching Parasite to ruin it. I think it's right. And that's a sign. That's a sign of good storytelling. Like, yeah. I've had this, this conversation with a lot of people where they're like, oh, like spoilers, is like spoiler culture or it's so weird. And like, oh, it's so like, what's the moratorium? Like Twitter is a situation where you can't afford to wait more than like an hour in a lot of instances, if that's yeah. your job, yeah. if you're, if you're yeah. in social media. So it's funny, I got a, a, an aside is that me and Fresh Kills were touring at this time last year, which was the final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Rega- you know, regardless of how you feel about Game oh, of that's Thrones. Right. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, see it through. So we couldn't watch the episodes, right? So, um, and I just realized this. I had muted Game of Thrones and GOT on Twitter, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I never unmuted GOT. So anytime anyone wrote got, (laughs) I didn't see it. Oh, shit. (laughs) And and it took me a really long time to realize what I did and why I wasn't seeing so many different tweets. Cause it would say hidden. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why am I hidden? It says includes the word you muted. And I'm like, what word? It, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, a, a 120 character tweet. And I'm like, I don't know what I've muted here. And then it went on and on. And then I finally realized that I went to my muted words and got G O T. I'm just thinking like, Oh damn. Like, Oh, you just like, you're missing all these NBA tweets, right? Like, Oh shit. LeBron yeah. got got on that one. Yeah, anything, anything. Like, seriously, I, I, who knows what I missed in a whole 10 months. That's wild. 10 months of got. It it is I who who got got in that scenario. Um, And I miss Kills now. Shit. Now I'm just thinking about Kills and I miss miss him. He's he's all right. He just, uh, he just texted me. So he's, uh, he's doing his, he's doing his podcast thing up there too, up in the Great White North. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, see, he has a, a, he's a, he's locked in. We're talking about Fresh Kills, by the way. He's a, he's a studio rat anyway. It's just the difference is now he, People can't come over, so that's a big income. Yeah. yeah, but and he also doesn't, you know, he's not able to leave and go, you know, at all anywhere. So he just kind of just <laughs> go wear his denim vest and do his dances on stage. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's got, got the hair whip down. I'm sure. Yeah, it's there's no like plot twist that you could just you could verbalize or someone could overhear you saying For that sure. would ruin yeah. would ruin this movie. You know, yeah. which is good. Exactly, yeah. I agree. But. This past month has just been, I think we can just say collectively, like Bong Joon-ho, fucking amazing. Such a solid writer, such a solid director. Yeah. Because um, we yeah. covered Antarctic Journal, which he did not direct, but he did write. Cool. And that was a lot of, yeah, it's uh, a little harder to find, but it was a great, it was a really good movie. Um, you, we were talking about The Descent, and I think it's a better version of The Descent. Okay. Yeah, it's, cool. it's somewhat similar. It's, it's in different, a different setting, obviously, but the, the notes are very similar to cool, the cool. yeah gotcha. so um, yeah yeah so i mean this movie obviously was huge in the u.s but again yeah. it was even bigger in um korea particularly uh seoul because um because of this so the housing crisis happened pretty much in like 1980 ish and this is when all of these uh banji apartments basement apartments ended up um yeah being like a legal thing to even do like people just started um using those but because of this film um 
uh, in Seoul, they're giving the equivalent of about $2,600 to these households to improve conditions. Okay. And I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that like anyone who has ever been um, against funding for the arts needs to hear that because it can really change um, class situations and completely change um, the way that people discuss it and what they end up doing because this is i mean yeah two thousand six hundred dollars like that that's not a quick fix but at least it's going to help get these um basement apartments up to a livable or close yeah. to a livable standard yeah 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 for sure so that was pretty, that's pretty it's incredible. nice to see that a movie about class warfare actually i mean literal class a, warfare yeah, <laughs> had like that yeah. much of an impact on and it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. improving things you love to see it yeah you love to see it Def- <laughs> no definitely and uh i i had read that there's also quite a bit of uh kind of inside uh korean specific references yeah that we kind of won't boy yeah. understand because you know we're not korean for sure yeah but uh yeah. Which is cool to me because he's obviously a he's putting us on to cultural you know, knowledge we wouldn't have pre- previous or prior, but also yeah. it's an allegiance. He he made this for Korea, you know. He did, yeah. He didn't make it for us. <laughs> yeah. And one, yeah. And it's re- it's relatable throughout the world, and one, all this prestige is, is pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah. well, it's really cool too because like he we act like it's uh I mean we're very excited for him in the states now as like film buffs who want to see a better world of film Um, all three of us have talked you know either all together or individually about how we're kind of tired of what's been going on with the film industry and that we're excited to see new directions happen Um, i think nicole and i both been very open about that on the podcast as well but i think it's really awesome to see him break in america but what's crazy is he's he's won the equivalent of the uh korea the south korean oscars just shit tons of times just yeah, like, yeah, sure, he's, sure. Always, he's always been huge there, and there's even talks of them opening a Bongju Ho museum, or um, even or just at least putting up like a statue of him somewhere <laughs> in Seoul. Yeah, so, and, I mean, uh, he's huge over there. It's amazing, and I also like how, well, obviously for my simple brain, like the fact that he did make Snowpiercer, where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. in English, and yeah, it's, yeah. it loses none of its, uh, his writing loses none of its luster, and. It's really impressive, you know, it's impressive. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of those technical aspects, so we haven't talked a lot about Bong Joon-ho as a filmmaker, like literally what he does as a filmmaker. And we like, I mean, I, I love to go into the production side of things because I just find it, that's where I work. That's why I find it so fascinating. Um, yeah. I've been an actor, but I, I, I'm not anymore. And so I focus as much as I love the acting as film. And it, like I said, there's no misses and no weak links. Uh, I think everybody just like brought it on that film. Showed up and did their job. Yep. Love yeah. to see Amen. it. Yeah. It's the best yeah. thing in the world. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that Bong Joon-ho does is, one, he still builds sets, which I uh-huh. absolutely adore. So they have a uh, they have a lot that they work on in Seoul. And so the first floor of the house was the only real set. Everything else was CGI, uh, okay. exterior-wise. So they only built the first floor as a set. Uh, of course, they had, you know, other sets they were working on for the interiors of the house. Which can shots. I yeah, say yeah, yeah. that house is a is my Stunning. dream house? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I, yeah. Jesus Jesus Christ. I would absolutely yeah, live yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So yeah, it's it's save beautiful. Up, save up, uh, 
Give a bunch of money and then you could free Mr. Kim. Yeah. Let yeah. him come yeah. out of the basement. And, yeah. I'll Your make, daddy's song came home. I'm making shirts. <laughs> free Mr. Kim. <laughs> free Mr. Kim and... Mr. Kim did you know, not he, he, he come... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and then you're you're in good shape. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a good touch, Matt, and it has a charming yet like uh, clearly you're a rich family aspect to it as well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. but it's cozy. Like it's not. I don't think it's like too grandiose as a house. Like it's very yeah. yeah. Built. So they were talking about one of the things they did with uh, the set designer worked directly with Bong Joon Ho to talk about like how mm-hmm. they wanted to do this because he wanted to bring the scripts to life, which by the way, started out as a play while he was writing Snowpiercer. A oh, friend wanted to challenge him. So a friend was like, Oh, you should do some, you should write some theater. Like you're, you've, you've done yeah. all these movies. Why not do a little stage? Uh, which every writer and director thinks of someone is like, Oh, fuck it. Why don't I just do stage? Yeah. He started working on it like that. It's, it transformed into this film. So when he's working with a set designer and production designers, what they did to build the house, they're like, Oh, well we wanted it to be the house of an architect. But the way an architect would build a house would be for functionality. The way a lighting designer and a cinematographer would build a house is for angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wide shots. So they ended up being able to do this really wide, low house. So the floor, you can like, when you look at the actual floor to ceiling height, it's much lower than you would think it would be. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it's all much wider than you would think it would be. It's all this very open, airy space uh, with corners because corners are perfect for horror movies. Yep. Um, What's around that corner? Exactly. What's in that totally basement? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they were talking about like trying to use the themes of the script as they built the design of the house, which I thought was brilliant. Gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they also built the basement apartments in actually one of these districts. They like built a set to go into this district so they could oh, fill or awesome. they, to, to look exactly like one of these districts is what I mean to say. Um, yeah. And so, like, Bong Joon-ho had lived in one of those when he was a film okay. student. And I uh, was reading about his his history. So he does come from, like, a, an artist and, like, what's the word? Education family. Like, his family all works in, like... Academia. Academia, well, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. professor class. Yeah. So he's from this sort of, like, weird middle class. But when he decided to be a filmmaker, he was working as, like, a PA. He was working as a director on these short films. Mm-hmm. But he his producers would have to give him food for rice like he could barely afford rice when he was working these early jobs so he was like struggling like he would have to like get 500 bucks here or there basically to like pay out and get some food uh he would say like he would buy one beer and a bunch of rice (laughs) he also not a bad bad move no i mean that's i i've lived that life (laughs) for sure uh beer for calories rice for sustenance goes a long way (laughs) (laughs) so he also worked as a tutor for a rich family much like he was Mm -hmm. in this so that's where he had a lot of this background from so he really was bringing in sort of these like autobiographical things Mm -hmm. which is interesting because i don't see him as like a super autobiographical guy as a writer right Uh, but he knows he clearly knows what's yeah these well this came up in um I think this, I don't know if we made the cut for the final episode, I don't remember, but we talked about this a little bit with the host where he was a student demonstrator for democracy as well in the okay. uh, like 81, 82 riots, the student uprisings in South Korea okay. for democracy. So he was uh, the brother in the host. Yeah. And he's the son in Parasite. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. As far as I know, he's never been a drug-addled hacker, so he wasn't anyone or a freedom fighter <laughs> on the train. I guess he's a little bit Chris well, in Snowpiercer. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know every. We don't. We don't know all of his past. Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't sat down with him and uh, done the full interview yet. We'll get there. We'll have him on the podcast eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's not up. When to he gets a, when he gets a little bigger, you know, <laughs> he's up to our exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, invest in him now. Maybe you can, you know. See what happens yeah. in the next five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see where this kid goes. Yeah. <laughs> Bright future. Yeah, yeah. So when they were building – I loved it. I just love that they built sets. Like I, I've talked a lot about yeah. how much I love practical effects and using a blend of CGI because it is cheaper and it does work. And it, like, it lets you achieve things that aren't achievable in set or puppet or model design. But the fact that they yeah. actually built a full set and said this is not – they were shooting on green screen. It wasn't just like some flooring and then just made up the house behind it. Every single piece of that set was real. Only the that's exterior dope. shots were CGI. And I love that. That's super I think dope. that's so brilliant. Um, yeah. On top of that, the way he tends to shoot, he, uh, this is for everybody who has worked on a film project ever. He doesn't shoot coverage. Mm. <laughs> Not a fucking frame of coverage. Hmm. So the way he shoots, he literally has the editor on set with him who's getting yeah. a live stream of the of the film. And so what he'll do is he's uh, those camera moves are live and all that's cut is the actual movement of the camera. Okay. So he doesn't have you film a scene from oh, one direction, film a I scene see. from another direction with a stand in. You are both there. So that scene in Snowpiercer where it's Chris Evans and Ed Harris going in, that's Chris Evans yeah. and Ed Harris going in. This isn't heat where uh, De Niro and Pacino couldn't be in the same room with each other. So they yeah, had to yeah, yeah, do yeah. entire dialogue without each other yeah. there. Right. This is live. It's it's live. It's it's shot like um like theater would be. That's the only thing. So yeah, his cuts are just to clear God. up God level. Yeah, I mean it's, it's the amount of like to give to put this in plain terms for like our non. Film buff. Yeah, or non-industry people in general. Like this is <laughs> yeah, even yeah, like yeah. Like, this is true industry shit here. Like this is this is inside baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, just just the terminology yeah. that people don't normally hear. So basically, what coverage means is getting yeah. all of your shots lined up so that you have options to work from. So angles, takes, everything like that. So they sure. Are I mean, I've, I've shot music videos where we have to have yeah. That, we, you always shoot means. coverage. You never don't shoot coverage because yeah. if you what what happens is if you don't shoot that. You get to the editing room and it's not there. Yeah. You've lost it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. even on this podcast, we do coverage. We do multiple takes on some things yeah. just to make sure we have the right one. Yeah. And I totally. choose it in editing. I mean, um, it's better. To, yeah. It's always better to have it and, and yeah, have it not need it and need yeah. it not have it, right? Yeah. Totally. Uh, so that's, that's for music as well. Full on, just like yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he has this full Spartan take on how he films. So everything, the amount of planning that I would have to take is. To not have to shoot multiple scenes. One, it cuts down production time, which is fantastic. I had to get it. Yeah. Uh, it just means pre-production takes four years because <laughs> you have to plan every single shot For and sure. know that you can get it and know that sure. you won't lose it. And I you think that that is you got to be locked in. Yeah. On your, to the your point that your only edits are gonna be, I guess, the couple takes you. To, so it's, this is the opposite of Kubrick, basically, is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. Um. Yeah, it's it's incredible because normally it, you would have to take the camera, reset up the camera, reset up the camera, reset up the camera, uh, or you would have multiple cameras shooting from multiple angles. This one is just him. It's literally he said uh, Ed Harris said it was literally him in that uh, 
scene in Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. that it was actually Bong Joon-ho taking the camera, moving it, facing it towards Ed, facing it towards Chris, facing it towards Ed, facing it towards Chris, and just being like, keep going, come on. We got fucking daylight here. Let's go. (laughs) I'm curious to know what Bong Joon-ho looks like on set. What does he wear? Uh, I want to know because I've only seen him like in his like Oscars attire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like suits and t-shirts. I would love to see like if he totally like, I don't know if he wears the baseball cap that American oh. directors do. Or like, <laughs> He's got I, the Spielberg going on. I'm just curious. I just want to know. Does he wear dad jeans? Does he wear, what does he wear? I am. I like to imagine it's a tank top and cutoffs. Nice. It seems trivial, but like I'm just picturing him <laughs> on set. And I'm like, what is he wearing? I mean, he's in his 50s and he's not a slim oh, man. He's hauling around these cameras. They are heavy. Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers, like we talked about with um, 28 Days Later, those, those cameras weigh so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I found. I found a. If you Google, you can find some some pictures of him on set. Oh yeah, pull that up. He is. Uh, he's got quite the denim jacket going on in one of these. Ooh, uh, even better. So he's like a Taika vibe. He looks like a man in charge. That's all. That's all I can really tell you. Um. So I just googled right now. I googled. Yeah, there you go. You'll find some some gems. Oh, he does. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a man in charge. Look yeah. at him. Okay, yep. for for those of you at home, he's wearing like a black tee. He's got some nice jeans on. He's got some cool jacket action. Some cool jacket action. Yeah, stylish, sty- sty- stylish but understated. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we're going. Looks like a man of the people for sure. Big fan. In that he dresses yeah. exactly like I do. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of that. I'm glad I got like the look. I mean, he's missing a Mets hat. Okay. That's all. That's the only difference between me and Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm gonna roll in a bit here, guys. Do you have any more? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Final. Uh, so I final just wanted thoughts. I just wanted to talk really quickly about because um, we talked about the class structure and how everything that he does is very intentional, yeah. even even down to when they make the Ramdan it is a discussion about class structure because so sure. Ramdan is not a real word or thing. It was a, an English yeah. word made up for the film um, by okay. one of the subtitle um, supervisors because they figured Americans know what ramen and udon is at least. Um, yeah. It is actually uh, Japaguri, uh, which is okay. half uh, chapaghetti and half neoguri, which is two instant noodles mixed together and but then the fact that she wants to add this delicious like amazing sirloin steak is like it's a complete like you know yeah Yeah. juxtaposition to you know you've got all these instant noodles that everyone you know in probably the lower class makes all the time because they're so cheap and then you've got this like amazing expensive sirloin steak that she's picked up from like the best market or some shit just throw it in there. It, it, we might yeah. still have. Yeah, it. yeah just yeah, throw yeah, it in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I kind of loved that as well, just as like That's a discussion really cool. about because really cool. it is intentional. It's so cool. But that yeah. was kind yeah. of my last bullet point on this film. No, totally, and I've heard that mentioned before. Um, yeah, which is super interesting. Yeah, because people like didn't wasn't there like a big like you know all the basic people who were like saw Parasite were like let's get Ram done and it's like well no. You have to go yeah, to H yeah, Mart. Yeah. You got to buy ramen, buy udon. Yeah, yeah. open those packets makes, up. 
Yeah. Boil them together, but then, they boil in different amounts of time. So you got to figure that out. Because yeah. <laughs> udon yeah. takes a long, much longer time than rum. Rum takes like thirty seconds. Yeah. You know, what? and I hope I hope, hope some some Koreans got some money off that. I hope they. Uh, oh hell yeah! I hope Make they that made bank. money off. Oh yeah. yeah. Made a ram, made like a Ramdan special, and people were like, Fuck yeah!" Just, like just oh, like in Parasite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Fourteen ninety five. People are dumb. Yeah. yeah, I guess the uh, the last thing I wanted to, uh, to mention was we've talked yeah. about the music before with him too, and how mm-hmm. he just hires these brilliant mu- musicians and composers to do the scores for this. So yeah. the title of the final piece of the film is Five Hundred and Twenty Six Days. Okay. The reason it's titled that is because Bong Joon Ho was a nerd and did the math and figured that was about how long it would take Ki Woo to save up enough money to buy the park south oh. and free his father. Wow. Oh, sorry, not 526 days, 526 years. Sorry. Oh, that, that's the name of it? Yeah, that would be, yeah. uh, I was going to say, that's, you could get them out pretty quick if yeah, there's only no, days. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 526 what? years. Damn. Uh, which we, I mean, we talk about when we talk about class structure, we, uh, people are like, oh, yeah, uh, Americans think that they are, they're, it's not that they're poor, it's that they're future millionaires or future billionaires or billionaires who are down on their luck right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they don't realize that, like, you could make rich amounts of money. You could make a hundred thousand dollars a year and never live long enough to be a billionaire. It would take decades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or centuries. Yeah. Like it, it would take forever. You just can't, it's not possible. Yeah. More lifetimes than you have. And so I think that that was just a really awesome note to end the film on. Yeah. This bright eyed 20 year old kid. Who's like, I'm going to free my dad. I'm going to get rich. It's going to be perfect. I've decided, and I've decided that I'm going to be rich. I've decided. Exactly. That's yeah. What yeah. Well, and uh, uh, as as many of these Midwestern pastors with megachurches will tell us, all it takes is a simple donation to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> and well, I mean, that's, that's step one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Step yeah. One. Uh, so prosperity yeah. gospel works. That's the official stance yeah. of this podcast, and I won't edit that out. <laughs> yeah. It makes kind of like a heartbreaking note because you yeah. know it's never going to happen for him, and yeah. his father's probably going to die in that boat. Oh, he's going to starve. Yeah. That's the saddest no part about it. Or be caught and go to jail. I mean, at least. But that's an incredible way to end a movie. It's so great. <laughs> I mean, the shot is gorgeous. It's not full center, which I love that it's a little bit to the right. I'm a big fan of ambiguous endings that at least. Yeah. yeah. That, that aren't frustrating. You oh, know, like sure. there's, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a, a roadmap to each uh, yeah. school of thought there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for. Thanks for the the you know the shout, guys. This is uh, absolutely man. This is fun. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk. It was it was funny because in the beginning it was just there was so few people who had seen it in the very beginning, yeah. and there was only like one dude that came to the bar that like had, had watched it. <laughs> so like we would talk about it for like thirty minutes every time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and now it's cool to like uh, to broaden the discussion because I had a lot of thoughts that I wasn't able to really talk to people. Iggy had yeah. a lot of thoughts too about the way things were shot. And yeah, that's a. That's a that's yeah. me too. That's like all of the shots I could get into, shot after shot after shot in this film. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, another time, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's not, that's definitely not my uh, my forte. But I find it interesting when people interesting what people notice about what and, and yeah. this is like lots of Easter eggs, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, it's really yeah. You can watch yeah. it again. Yeah, maybe yeah. I will. <laughs> well, well thank yeah. you for talking to us about yeah, yeah. We appreciate film. Yeah. yeah we really Definitely. appreciated having you on here during this uh quarantine time yeah actually you're our first um, quarantine guest yeah, and it's you're... our first quarantine podcast so exactly. let's hope this works okay, out yeah. yeah i heard that i'm the first guest that both of you guys interviewed right that's exactly right yeah, yeah we've yeah, never done this true. format yeah so 
So yeah, that's, so that's we're gonna we're gonna let <laughs> we're gonna let Premrock go. Do you have anything to plug before you go? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my record Shrapnel is out right now. Um, it's amazing. It is, it's so uh, fucking good. <laughs> thank Sorry, you. I, I, I keep listening to it work out, but like, yeah, yeah. I I appreciate that. We we it's I would say it succeeded our expectations. Um, yeah, the sales are doing well. People seem to be buying the vinyl and buying the digital. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it was uh, nerve wracking to drop that right before all this happened during this. <laughs> yeah. What? But what are you gonna do? You know, like, yeah. Honestly, it never it never crossed our minds to to to, to delay it. It's like, well, no. then how long are you gonna delay it for? Yeah. Um, so we're you know we're definitely very happy and and grateful. So shrapnel spelled differently because we're rappers. Uh, <laughs> S-H-R-A-P-K-N-E-L. Um, mm-hmm. and then. You can just Google Premrock and you'll see a bunch of stuff that I still got going on. Yeah. So, trying to stay super uh, active uh, and and not let the brain deteriorate during these times. And the, uh, these, yeah. these these things help, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to make sure the album is on. I know it's on Spotify and Bandcamp. Um, anywhere else? Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, iTunes, or what? Is it still iTunes? Apple Music. Yeah. Whatever title. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's Great on. Awesome, it's on man. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we appreciate it so much. And yes, it's, it's, it's like it's funny. I like. We're just glad to have we have friends like we keep zooming and like everybody's doing video conferencing and everything like this, but it's fun to actually get yeah. to do this over for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, Thanks for sure. For for sure. Yeah. Technology. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I was a little worried at first, but now the desktop app saved us. And yeah, we got to work out real quick. I guess we'll just sign off. Yeah. So um, I believe you can find Premrock at just Premrock on Instagram. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, on right. Twitter it's at Planet Premrock. Sure Great. is. Uh, on on Instagram it's just Premrock. Dope. And we are Horror Babes Podcast on Instagram, Horror Babes Pod on Twitter, and then we are horrorbabespodcast.com. You can listen to us just about anywhere these days. Mm-hmm. And let's Ooh, go on to the .com. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. I'll see you. I'll see you, you soon. soon. Hopefully, hopefully in person yeah. soon, right? Yeah. Once we're all guys. we have big beers. We have big beers. Oh, <laughs> the biggest. The biggest. All right. All right, man. Thank you so Take much. Take care, guys. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Yep, yep. All right. See you.